Welcome in to the DNVR Gaming Podcast presented by WGT Golf, the most popular free golf game in the world. Remember to download it at dnvrgolf.com. I am your host, Drew Priestman. Uh, with me today are, of course, and as always, AJ and Rudo, the main team over there at DNVR Avs. And we got a lot of video game conversation to have today. Uh, fun topic we were going to have last week, and then it got pushed for the Mount Rushmore that turned into a top 10. <laughs> and so uh, what we had talked about maybe doing last week was the best games that have never existed or things we've always liked to see. Or And there's a lot of different permutations of this. So I think it's going to be a fun conversation that'll take us through a lot of different things. But I do first want to talk about WGT. We've got a tournament coming up tomorrow. Uh, I've been practicing all week, uh, I feel n- not... It won't be ready. enough. No. Uh, AJ, run us through the gauntlet that people can expect. <laughs> so, in honor of our wonderful mascot, uh, who likes to make life difficult for everybody, that's what we've chosen to do, is make life difficult for everybody. Uh, so, we are... we are. It's going to be stroke play. It's going to be... Uh, the hardest holes, it'll be the front nine of the hardest holes that the game has to offer. And it will also have uh, wild wind settings and the fastest greens possible. So, take no prisoners. Trying to keep that score below 50 today. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, it's you know, we're trying to we're trying to avoid the, uh, the, the cluster at the top of the leaderboard again. <laughs> Separating the men from the boys, as it were, or, or the yeah. women from the girls, the uh, the the professionals from the amateurs, as it were. I'm gonna I'm gonna be falling into that amateur category, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing how Patrick Lyons handles this because if he if he smokes this, then we got to have a conversation with WGT about making the game harder. <laughs> <laughs> like just straight up, like these were these were the hardest settings that I could find when I was going through trying to create this weekend's tournament and i was like okay well please don't tiger woods this yeah like like if somebody somebody rips this apart then i don't know what to do that's, that's these, all we got these settings don't mean much <laughs> i i think it's going to be an absolute uh swear jar fest out there everybody get your swear jars out <laughs> You know, get them ready. You can donate them to a good cause afterwards, and and, and have a good time uh, because it it will be fun, but it will also be frustrating. Uh, but it, it's it's super awesome. As most of you know, you can you, whether you're doing the tournaments these most weekends or we're doing them pretty much every weekend, right? Every we, Sunday we do we alternate um, biweekly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we wanna we wanna alternate our WGT tournaments with our video game tournaments with our with the ones that we actually host. No. Oh. So, so we're we doubling doing, up this week yeah. because last week was a holiday. So right, right. Uh, so every week have, there's at least one of those going on. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, so make sure you're following us for all of that. Uh, you've got. WGT golf downloaded totally for free on your phone or your computer again at dnvrgolf.com. You join our country club, uh, you can challenge any one of us or each other at times. If you know you can't make those Sunday tournaments, it's still going to be uh, worth your while. The only other thing, as you mentioned, is we oftentimes start with you know this week on on Twitch or the streams. Um, uh, 
we got the NHL tournament coming up. That'll be really fun to talk about. It's going to be played just a few hours from us recording this now, so there's not much to report other than we about to do that hockey, uh, and, yep. and it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Uh, AJ and Rudo are gonna be on the call. I'm going to get my ass kicked in the first round. I suspect. <laughs> Um, I'll be very happy if I can come up with a win out of the losers bracket. I get one win in this thing. I'll be very proud of myself. Uh, I do not expect that to occur. Um, and then we did get some solid trash talk from the boss during his Madden game in the last week. It feels like it happened a while ago cause we've been delayed on these, but, um, and the NBR finally got a couple wins on the board on stream there. <laughs> Yeah, Hank Hank put up a nice solid win as well. It looked like maybe he was going to blow it. So getting a little bit of our reputation back as gamers here at the company. Yeah, finding finding a groove. <laughs> right, exactly right. Uh, I'm back into the top like 70 in MLB The Show, which is unacceptable. I need to be in the top 20. It's ridiculous, but I've been playing these other sports games, so it is what it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're getting there. We're, we're doing the best that we can. So, yes, I'm fine. We we we're let's rock this. Let's jump into our our big topic of conversation today because I do think it's just based on you know other times we've done this. We could be here for a while. There's a <laughs> lot of different ways to even take the question. And and AJ, I'll throw it back to you since you were um, the one who brought the idea up. And that was what are some great ideas for a video game that have never been made that have not come to fruition and it was funny because your first thought was like of a particular kind of franchise mm -hmm. that should have good or great video games that just doesn't and my initial thought was um like a, a type of genre manifestation that i would like to see so we're going to be all over the place with this uh let me know how did this idea first come to you was there was that franchise the initial thought and why don't you take us through your your first couple yeah so really um you know like a lot of people my age uh you know i grew up as the harry potter books were being released and i was right in that young adult sweet spot where i was like oh my god these are amazing and i've never been like that much into like wizards and witches and like that kind of world right it just has never really appealed to me and of course i got deep into the harry potter like black hole like mm -hmm. when the last book came out i went i was on vacation and i went to a walmart and sat there and read the first hundred pages until they caught me and kicked me out and got very upset <laughs> and like that kind of deal right like it was it was a whole thing um so it was uh that that's that's always been a franchise where i just wanted more you know you you the movies were well they exist and I enjoy I enjoyed them, but mm -hmm. you go back and you try and watch them now. Some of them are a little rough <laughs> on yeah. on second passes. I I liked them when they came out, but yeah, I like everything. So, um, <laughs> it it was really just uh, my desire, you know my my desire to play a Harry Potter game. Man, I wanted I I always thought 
why is one of well, why aren't one of these big studios why aren't they using one of their dev teams it's not up to anything right now why aren't they getting the license for harry potter and i have no doubt that that was that would have been costly because but there were licensed games see like there were there were games that came out they just weren't very good and they were typical licensed games you know they, the, were, they were the awful <laughs> right like they were like the best game was like the quidditch one where you're yeah. like cool like if there was one if there was one aspect of harry potter that was always going to translate to video games better than anything else it was always going to be quidditch right but it it was like Except why the fact that it's a very poorly designed sport <laughs> yeah, well, like it's a it's a mess like it, it's fun don't, like, i had that quidditch game don't don't need to get into it, but that Quidditch Quidditch is a mess. Like catch the snitch, the rest of the game didn't even matter. Right, exactly. Like as long as you do that part of it, you're good. <laughs> um, but it, it's it it, all, it it. I always wondered. I'm like, okay, here I am, pretty pretty. You know, not the world's biggest gamer, especially these days. Because when you become an adult, life happens, and yeah. Restrictions get put on you that don't exist uh, when you're in your your teens or early twenties. Um, but I, like I'm a I'm a pretty big gamer. Like I I take my gaming pretty seriously, and I I always carve out time to make sure that I'm gaming. That's on some level. Why is it that I did not, and especially when Harry Potter was the height of its powers, where was where was the game that let me create my own wizard and go through you know wearing the sorting hat as from a first person perspective, you know, and, and let me go through Hogwarts and let me go through a class schedule that I get to customize, you know, and, and I get to kind of go and, and end up as you go, you go through the, like the, the beginning of your life as a wizard, you know, like you go, you end up in a house, you spend a little bit of time in school and then you graduate, and then you, you know, in order to make the game interesting, you'd have to have one of the interesting wizard jobs. And like, you let me level up, you let me, you let me get good at the magic that I want to get good at. You let me, you know, lots of different spells. You can even yeah. go a little Mass Effect with it. Like, you could end up, you could go Renegade Paragon if you want to be a good wizard, you want to be a bad yeah. wizard, you could. You could make that choice. You could be the wizard you wanted to be, and you could do it RPG style, open world, like you know, you just let me play in a big wizard sandbox. And it's funny I say that because I have railed against those types of games on this podcast. Right. But like it just fit the it universe. Makes too much sense, yeah. As the universe was a perfect fit for it. Yeah, as the local MMO nerd, I guess. Like this game just seemed like an absolute slam dunk for being made into an MMO for right. Harry Potter. It, you could have a class schedule every day where you show up and you show up to X class five times and you get new spell this, new spell that. You can learn all the spells and just choose and select which ones you want to use. Like AJ mm-hmm. said, you know, every time you level up is like you move on to the next year of wizarding school, right? And then at the end of, of school, you can choose, okay, do you want to become the good guys or do you want to become Death Eaters on the bad side? And then you have world PvP, you can have events. It, it seemed like just an easy stale slam dunk. And 
yeah, it would have been way better than Wizards 101. Sorry, Cygnus, but uh, not <laughs> not quite yeah. uh, not quite the same category there. Yeah, it just felt like like world events. Could you imagine? Yeah, it would be insane. You know, like a world event, you know, and and I'm more familiar with the Guild Wars two type of world events where there's like a spawn timer and the boss shows up and sixty people just mm-hmm. blast in and you guys smoke this big baddie. You got sixty wizards casting all kinds of crazy spells, doing all all their badness, and it's like, dude, this is awesome. Like this would have been. It would have been such a fleshed out because, you know, the movies really focus just on the school. Yep. They used the school as the vehicle for its storytelling. It was all about, and it took place during Harry's seven years as a student. So there could have been, you know, like, like with Rudo to build off Rudo's idea, you know, you could have, you could have made, that's your training grounds. Like that's your first, like several, yeah, the real game comes after that. Basically. Yeah, like your first like twenty <laughs> hours is two things too. Yeah, <laughs> learning how to learning how to play the game and learning what you're doing and you're going through the years yeah. in school and you know and you're doing day they are part of daily quests and and if people really want I like that you should be able to repeat like if you just want to stay in school the whole game go back and do all the classes you didn't do the first time get your yeah. second third and fourth degree exactly right? learn well, all and, or you could become one of the professors, you know, and then yes. like, that's one of, that's one of the choices that you wanted yeah. that you can have, you know, you end up, you're like, Oh, I always wanted to be Dumbledore. Do it. So the big question thematically, cause I think we've nailed the genre of this game, whether it's MMO or more like Skyrim offline, that's the, you make your character, you make decisions, you, yeah. you enter the world, you, you, yeah. you do the thing timeline wise. And and universe wise, would you want this? Because this is one of the places where these, and I think this will be a theme today too. These licensed properties, and we know the history of video games has been very dodgy with <laughs> licensed properties and movies made into video games, and even worse the other way. Um, yeah. So, would you set this like, hey, you're a student at the time of Harry Potter, and you were, you know, in school at the same time of him? Or is Harry Potter an adult now? Or is this just in the same world, but years before, years later, and none of those people are around? You know, almost, um, what was the Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic? We got all the Star Wars stuff, but none of the characters you're familiar with. Um, Personally, I would have done it kind of like in how they did Andromeda in Mass Effect, where you put it you put it in a bubble kind of yeah separate and then what you do is you frequently have references to what you're familiar with it's like the marvel because netflix shows <laughs> it's it's easy fan service to have like if you're walking around hogwarts and you want to go see the history of uh of the of the houses and them you know them winning the house cup and you go and you can see you know Gryffindor won all like all of the house cups while Harry Potter was there. You know, he was the seeker and like there's like the memorabilia from the series. Yeah. And then you can see there's, you know, you can maybe have it be later enough that like they're kids, you know, like yeah. You get you get like a generation or two separated and and like you run into you're at the Ministry of Magic or whatever. And you you run into a character that's like, 
kid. The, All right. The grand, the great grand Every kid. Every single kid at, at Hogwarts is making fun of the professor named Albus Severus. Let's just be honest about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Uh, like, yeah. like, you know, like, just have that easy fan service built into it where it's later, so you can still use that universe that's been built up. You could talk about it. You could talk about Voldemort. You could talk about, you know, right. are you... It just gives you the latitude, right? So you can build up like a new evil faction. Exactly. Like whatever. you're going to be the, if you choose to go evil, you're that guy. You're right. Voldy. Exactly. You're, you're not, you're not one of the underlings who just like disappears. Right. You know, you're, you're like the man. Like that's one of your storylines is like, you want to be a baddie? <laughs> like you're going to be the baddie. Oh, I, I love that idea. It, so it's funny that I'm, I, I think I agree with that answer. And I, we had talked about the um, Game of Thrones Telltale games before. Yeah. And uh, that's funny because that was always my franchise. My answer to this question that was similar to yours is, or as Harry Potter is, why is there not a slew of incredible Game of Thrones games? Particularly, I actually feel like in the sort of um, RTS, Civ, like kind of world i think that that would be built a big overworld uh yeah like a big overworld where you build out your kingdom conquer the entire land kind of deal yeah yeah like the map is very big in that show and in that story and 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 kind of knowing where all the places are and (laughs) like a really intense version of risk (laughs) yeah basically yeah like game of thrones meets risk but with you know a lot of the lore and all the stuff you're familiar with but with the characters kind of on the side maybe it's before all of that maybe it's after the show whatever but just in that world with these places you're familiar with how is that not a thing is is that not a like now i know now that the, that people are so angry about the way the show ended but they had 10 years to make a semi-decent like the telltale games are good but they're you know they're not it's it's fine like yeah. it's it's a it was clearly setting up for a second iteration that they worked on and never finished Right. And like it was it was fine. Like it was it was cool because all the original voice actors were in it. Right. Um, like all the all the voice actors were their actual characters from the show. They got everybody to come and be a part of it. So you really felt like you were part of the universe. You know, they gave you a they gave you a separate house that wasn't on the show, and it was a cool approach. Go in through the side door and make you feel like something is meaningful, right? Right. They kill characters, they really do everything, right? But it, it's just like because you're not doing like you're you end up in a lot of the same areas anyway, despite some of the decisions that you make where you're just like, OK, like it's a pretty linear path that you walk. Yeah. The the idea of that you're talking about is a lot more open ended where a lot of different things can happen. And there's no like there's no story that like pushes you into one ending. Right. I, I just I think that would be a whole lot of fun along the very similar to what you were talking about the Harry Potter stuff. It's just there's a lot uh, to explore there, um, and, and yeah, I don't know if RTS or or a Civ or some combination of those two, or even a you know more straight up StarCraft style of or you know Age of style of something. I I don't know, but I I just think that would be super super interesting if done well, and I think a lot of people even you could do it like Total it, War. Oh right! Yeah, Total totally War would be exactly what I was thinking of for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played those games. Hey, much. They already made a great pod racing game. The pod racing say. game was excellent. Yeah, for sure. 
I, I, on the N64, wasn't it? Yep. At least that's what yep. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, this is a great answer from uh, my mom listening into the gaming podcast talking about Wheel of Time. I know they're making a show out of it. I know my brother, as one of the biggest fans of those books, is like, he's going to let me watch the show and only watch it if I tell him that it's an A+, because if it's anything less, he's not going to do Wheel of Time. And I think that's that's another thing with some of these gaming franchises is if you're going to take a, a license like that, you better nail it the first time around. Because if you take Wheel of Time, which is like 12 books, <laughs> and you release the first game with the intention of doing 12 games, and it's bad, you, you're screwed <laughs> as a video game company. I mean, if you can't, you just couldn't with 12 games. Like, you're never going to. No. How many game series? I mean, it's taken. We're at fifteen Final Fantasies, and it's taken thirty years. Right, like right. more of an expansion thing. Yeah, you would have to. They could be DLCs. You would have to combine books. Like you would have to find a way to put that thing in a compactor because there's no way you'd be able to do twelve. But it's that's that's one of the things with like the Harry Potter. Like you, seven books, man. You're we're staying away from that. Like we're not messing. We're going to have one game, use those seven books for universe building purposes, but you can't tell that story. Yeah. Uh, Rudo, did you have, what was your interpretation of this question uh, upon first hearing it? Well, the first game, the very first game that I thought of was not a game that completely didn't get produced, but a game that did not get finished. And that was StarCraft Ghost. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of people want that one. Yeah. A game that many, many people were hyped on, and then production kind of just stalled out. And They did it to happened. us, man. They were the yep. one that released footage from the game, and we were like, oh, my God. Okay, this looks really awesome. Yep. Uh, so... Did either of you get got by the Silent Hills thing? Were were either of you into that? Because I was never a Silent Hill player, but so. uh, I like them. Okay, they're fine. Silent Hill was the only horror series I never got into. Resident Evil. I was a if you you know when that was stupid and we all had to pick one or the other. Nintendo or Sega, Silent Hill or Resident Evil. I was a Silent Hill guy, and um, and when they released that trailer and they said Hideo Kojima is going to make a Silent Hill game starring Norman Reedus. And that trailer was dope. And then they released that super like under the radar demo that I did play. And I did, if anyone's wondering and knows this or this, I deleted it off my PlayStation. So I don't still have it. That's like a rare. Commodity. <laughs> <You have that. laughs> That's like worth money. If you can, you can sell that to people. If you've got that demo on your hard drive, because it's a demo for, it's almost a great little mini game in and of itself and it, and it doesn't exist and there's nowhere else to play it. And it was maybe the freakiest, creepiest video game experience experience I've ever had in my life. Just that demo. Yeah. That so uh, the Starcraft ghost thing is when there's a thing that's like, Oh my God. And then it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, Blizzard pulled that trick with us a few times when it comes to StarCraft. Standard Blizzard, pretty much. It took them more than 10 years to get StarCraft 2, even in production. So Anyway. Ghost. Anyway, StarCraft Ghost uh, is supposed to be, honestly, probably, 
knowing who I am now, not a game I would have loved <laughs> because it seemed like it was kind of like a roguelike um, where you kind of use stealth and have a hero unit to, to move around the map and, and complete missions. So I guess in some ways we got a little bit of it uh, in the sense of how they developed the StarCraft two expansions, but yeah. And especially the Nova missions themselves yeah. that they sold separately. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like, this is basically StarCraft ghost, but yeah. at they, it's almost more of like, they ruined the hype train on the game in that regard. Like it wouldn't have matter what they produced had they come out with StarCraft ghost. Like they said they were gonna, it would have just been an awesome experience and they didn't. Um, I don't have as fleshed out answers as, as AJ did with the, the Harry Potter universe, but there were two other games that I kind of had always thought of while growing up that I was like, this is something that I would really like to see. Um, the one that I think you could flesh out a lot more is, I don't know. I'm assuming you guys know the Zoids franchise. Vaguely familiar. Vaguely. All right, giant like, robots, right? The, and the whole, all right. So the original Zoid series were all about literally world PvPing in your giant robots, and you fight for credits and you get points. And I was like, sounds incredible. Just make this into a video game. You don't have to change anything. (laughs) You just have a PVP matchmaking system and you pick which type of Zoid. You can have a Liger. You can have a like sandworm thing. You can use a, a, a dog. There's like a dinosaur, a bunch of different types of void Zoids. You can unlock them as you go, or you can, you can get them and, and choose your favorite ones, or you could even do it where you have multiple and like a series of best of five, and you try and like match make your Zoids for which one's better, and you just PvP and fight each other in giant robots, and it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, that sounds incredible. <laughs> I feel like I've it sounds uh, like Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, it, it basically right, except for a little bit uh, different from the the Pacific Rim or the. Uh, Oh God! Uh, Transformers series, as there isn't like a definitive bad guy. It's just like no people just make their living as like sports stars by being Zoids fighters. But that's dope. Um, so that was the one as a kid. I was always like, I wish this game existed, and I would so play the hell out of it. But uh, robot fighter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then. Lastly, was just more fringe uh, uh, superhero games. Like, cool, that's great that the new, 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 new Spider-Man is an amazing game. But I've already played Spider-Man like seven times, man. Yeah, let's let's do this now because we started this the other day too. There's a whole superhero conversation you're blowing open. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Because there were some some great superhero games. Most of them are Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> Marvel I, Heroes doesn't get the love it deserved, but it ended up like once they, when it first came out, it was not good. And then they revamped everything about it. And it ended up, it ended up being a very, very entertaining game with an incredibly deep Marvel roster. And it was, it was a great, great ARPG with that, with, with that void that sort of exists Right now, because 
you know, for a long time, Diablo 2 was the definitive ARPG. Yep. And then the next generation showed up, and Diablo 3 had a really slow start to its life cycle. It's great now, but it's also not really heavily supported, and Diablo 4 has already been announced, and, like, we're kind of over it. And then you had, like, Torchlight 2. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and then you got Torchlight 2, and then Marvel Heroes was out, like... Uh, and then you have games like Grim Dawn and Titan Quest for, you know, it's a little bit older. Um, I'm totally forgetting one that Dario's going to remind me. Yeah, Path of Exile, thank you. Like, there have been a number of quality ARPG entries into that. Marvel Heroes was the one I felt really got overlooked a little bit because it was so bad on initial release. But by the end was like, it was so good. It was so fun. Are you even a gaming podcast without mentioning the worst game ever made? Superman 64. (laughs) Very. Well, and and like, there have been a number of good Batman games. There have. Yeah, the Gotham. Like, even as a kid, like, playing, like, Batman Returns, like, uh, there have been there have been some good Batman entries. Yes, Batman just seems to translate cross mediums really, really well. Well, it was meant to be a platformer, like right. it was just, and that was where gaming was at its heart back I, in the day it, before three D worlds blew up. It feels easy to transfer a utility belt into a <clears> video <throat> game, right? Like, well, he just already has everything. Right. So he hides in the shadows. He beats up bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And then he has a submarine when he needs it. He has a helicopter when he needs it. He's got an indestructible car when he needs it. Where are What's up? What's up? <laughs> right. It should already be a video. But yeah, beyond that, like, I'll give a shout out to the X-Men Legends franchise. Those are oh, fun. Totally. Team up games. They just uh, released one last year. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel's put out some decent fighters over the year in the Marvel versus Capcom series. Those games are fun. Yep. Um, and the free to play DC MMO is actually pretty cool. Like it's yeah, I liked it. It, it got old down. pretty quick, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was fun to run through. It did not take long for that game to feel dated, but yep. it was enjoyable to play with a group of friends, especially where you were like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. And imagine how good it could be if it was like a triple A blockbuster experience. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and and then you had not necessarily licensed, but you had City of Heroes, mm-hmm. which right. was so popular with its player base that they had a secret underground community that only got exposed last year. That they were using like the game's original source yep. code, and it was a whole to project. run their own private yeah. server stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a it's a crazy story. If you want to go read about the secret underground City of Heroes community that's been that's there kept the game going, ton it's of crazy insane. stories about that game. Like when it went offline, like there were people that like hacked into the game and like discovered all this unused content and stuff. Like wow. It, yeah, I'm gonna check all that out. It was it's pretty it's really crazy. And I played a little bit of that game and it was Yeah, same. It had a lot of potential and it just felt like it felt like it was in the wrong devs' hands. It, well, not only is it in the wrong devs' hands, it absolutely came out in the era where every MMO pitched itself as the WoW killer and WoW just murdered every single one of those. Well, and like it was it came out when everybody thought MMOs were like, that was it. 
you yep. were just going to come out. You were going to have an MMO. You were going to make an MMO, and you were just going to get the, the ten bucks a month. Absolutely, ten flooded. bucks a month. Yep. Yeah. And it was like, well, everybody wants to try all these, and it, so it just split all of the MMO people into a billion directions. Yeah, and a ton of groups that just weren't big enough to sustain their games. Yeah, right. And the two, the two that survived the wreckage were World of Warcraft and Guild Wars. Yep. Yeah. Was but, I mean, imagine a massive AAA Marvel MMO. Who, first of all, what, what what all of that proved, which we knew we didn't need all of that to prove, but who doesn't want to design their own superhero? Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say more. Actually, I don't need to. Uh, I, yeah. called my guy, right. I called my guy Bronco Bot, and he was he was blue and orange, and he had like he had like a blue mohawk, and he had the, he was like orange, and he just rolled around, and he was a, he was like a, a melee based character, but and imagine, like he just stopped. It was awesome. And, and imagine you can start him off. I mean, I'm we're getting now to this next generation, or you PC people have been able to do this kind of thing for a long time, but sort of a crossover <laughs> style of uh, of an MMO and a Mass Effect. You create your character. Do you start out on this world? I mean, on different worlds. You can start out yeah. on Earth and be a more you know human-like character who gets your powers through the ways we know. Maybe you're out there on Guardians of the Galaxy land. Maybe uh, you're you're born a Kree. Create a member of the Cree or the you know whatever. Like there's so many possibilities there, and and all of these planets and worlds and alien races have been featured in billion dollar movies. So where you know ten years ago you're like, who's gonna want to create a character and be a Cree or be a member yeah. of the Chitari army or give a damn about like? Well, if you've seen. Captain Marvel, and you thought some of that Cree stuff was kind of cool. You, know, yeah, I'm creating it up, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what I would want. Is is you can we've gotten to the point in video games where you can now build a universe and just let the players exist in it. Yeah, it's just about giving the players the agency and functionality of creating whatever they want, basically. Right. It's insane to me that Black Panther made $2 billion and there's not an interactive version of Wakanda that we can just walk around and buy upgrades for our spaceship. And yep. I don't, I, what are we doing? <laughs> we have failed somewhere. Yeah, Wakanda would 100% be the last level, like the last place that you roll into. Otherwise, you buy all your upgrades there and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm maxed out. <sighs> good, good to go. Or, like, I love the idea. What about if they made uh, the games the way they made the movies? You make each one individually so that you've got an open-world Wakanda and then you've got an open-world, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, go the WoW method. Wakanda yeah. level 1 to 60, and then the next expansion adds 10 levels or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, oh, now we're going to space and stuff. Right? You know, it should be noted that they are in... Um, they are in sort of like what he's saying right here in this comment. They are in development right now, making an Avengers video game uh, with Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Right. And uh, it's, I believe it's more of an action game and we haven't gotten tons of updates on it since development started. I'm, We'll see. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not buying into it because yeah. one, I'm like, that. 
I'm like, where the hell was this 10 years ago when Avengers actually came out, you clowns? It was the right. hottest and, commodity ever, yeah. Right, and now superhero fatigue is a real thing. And it's like, what what why why now? The the franchise is finished and these guys are done playing these characters on screen and you could have had the perfect voice actress for this. And I just it's frustrating because like it's in production. And this this should have been in production ten years ago, right? And it should have been the gateway into the world that we're talking about here, right? It should have smashed that door open, and it just like like nerds just fly through it and are like, "We demand all these games. Yeah, we want more. We are going to bury you guys in money because all we want to do is exist in this universe." In as many different forms as possible. Give me, give me an X game. Give me, give me an X Men expansion. Give me a Brotherhood expansion. Uh, let me fight some Sentinels. Right, and with all of the things that Marvel hasn't been able to do in their movies and television because they don't own the movies and TV rights. If anyone's played any of their games from right. before, they've tried to sort of standardize the universes, and I think some of that standardization has been good. But play a Marvel game from right before 2008 <laughs> and you'll see captain america and iron man right alongside the x-men and spider-man and no one making nope. a fuss about it because they can do that in the games they have all the freedom in the world to do it maybe that's why they didn't because they didn't want to undercut their movie universe and have people go like oh i want wolverine fighting it didn't stop them. Didn't didn't stop us from wanting that. I know, yeah. because, I know. because I know. they went and they they went and eventually were like okay well we've made an un godly sum of money let's spend it on buying the rights to our own freaking characters back yeah Yeah. i mean if they needed another billion dollars just make the game i don't know right and well and that's why i'm like i'm like dude you can you would sell 50 million copies guaranteed Yep. You do it. You you release it on all platforms. You don't play with any exclusivity. No, because exclusivity is stupid these days. Right. It just all it does is just close down your close down your market. Yep. There and is a Deadpool. Game. I was going to say there is, and it's bad. Actually, it's funny. The the Deadpool content, like if you're just watching it, it's not bad as a Deadpool. Rip Drew. <laughs> it's not. This is just for dramatic effect. Pause. Deadpool yeah. style. This is where he's breaking the fourth wall. He's smashing it right now. <laughs> no, like the dead the Deadpool, like the Deadpool games is it's just like a very cut and paste action game, the same as the Wolverine game. Yeah. Like they made those games and they were forgettable, and there it was, was like no creativity. Yeah. This is exactly what we're talking about, not wanting. Right. We don't want this. We don't want you guys to give us a bland idea. And and like, no. There was actually an X-Men game released a couple of years ago where you could create your own X-Men. X-Men, yeah. And it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. Like some studio with no history was given the keys to the X-Men. And it was like, oh, create your own. And you're going to go through this game. And it was like, it, I can't even remember the name of it. It was so awful. <laughs> the worst. I just, and I'm remembering this. I'm like reliving this horrific experience. Moment by moment. Where it was just, it, it was like a buggy 
garbage. Oh, always the best. Bad writing and ugh. Yeah. Um, that, what about what about a MOBA? Oh man. Like what about a superhero MOBA? Like kind of like yeah, how that, Heroes of the Storm yeah, did it, where they took that, that library and they were yeah. like, let's smash, let's see what happens when Arthas and Diablo decide to fight each other in the middle of the map. You know, like what I think I think a uh, a Marvel MOBA could have been really cool too. That would have been at this point really like hero pool, yeah. Like Dota and League of Legends, it's like they won that genre, and yeah. like Heroes of the Storm exists, and they sort of continue on um, with some of the smaller ones. But it's like, but anything that, with, that could have been great. Anything with superheroes, though, even now, just feels like at least in the short term, you'd get a slam dunk on it because people would freak out because it's like, oh my god, I can have the Flash fight Wolverine in top lane. <laughs> right. Where where where's my I mean why why aren't we getting a, a superhero battle royale game? Right. Yeah, and, and I was uh, before I was so rudely interrupted by my internet, <laughs> but when we're on the Deadpool thing and I was reminded about you know the Superman 64, one of the issues is when you've got these incredibly powerful, like indestructible heroes, when most of our video games are built around, you know, you're you're trying not to be destroyed as as the main villain, and right. you're Mario trying not to fall down in a hole. Uh, but when you're Superman or Deadpool or Wolverine, that that can be, I think, a lot harder. So I've always thought one of the best, you know, w- ways to get around that issue just give me a horde of enemies and just make it fun to take them out because that's just what it's going to be. But this is the other way: pit them against each other. Yep. Wolverine versus Deadpool is always interesting every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have the healing factors on both sides. It's always fun stuff. Um, all right, I, I had another idea. Did we want? Uh, but I was going to move us away from superheroes. And so if there's I more think on we're that. good. I think we're good to move away. Yeah, all we right. just keep coming up with free ideas that these I gaming know. companies should just be watching. Put superheroes in anything. Good job. <laughs> You've made right. a video game. <laughs> I don't believe for a minute that any of these things we've just said wouldn't make a ton of money. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, it's I don't so know weird. that I would play like a superhero RTS. I don't. I don't know if they could make that one work. Yeah, probably not. You could find a way. Play as Lex Luthor, and you're you're trying to build your empire against the. Yeah, it's like Lex Luthor <laughs> against Nick Fury. <laughs> See now that now I mean you got to get some real cross work going there, but right. Um, <laughs> all right, so I want to, as I said near the beginning, one of my first thoughts about this was actually less, hey, what kind of thing out there exists that there should be a video game about, and what kind of things could we do with video games that they don't often do? Now I, I had had this idea when I was a kid, and it's almost completely irrelevant with the way games are made now, except not. I'll get back to that, but. It was, I had played any, either of you ever played Xenogears? A little square no. RPG. It was just this little, and it had a slightly different little combat mechanism. It's like the, your standard sort of uh, turn-based RPG where the characters stand on either side and wait for each other to punch each other in the face or whatever. Except it would like give you a certain kind of number of points per turn. And buttons on the thing would account for a different number of points. And there are different RPG systems that do this now. And it yeah. felt like a really slow version of playing at the time, you know, like a fighting game or whatever. 
And I always thought it would be really cool if there was a Final Fantasy style RPG where when you got into battle, instead of it going into that turn-based thing, it was it became like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or something. Then, of course, like Mortal Kombat, I think was one of the first games that started really incorporating RPG elements into its fighting game mechanics, like specific, and some of it, their early attempts were really bad. Um, but now almost everything has like RPG elements. And so it's like you can have all kinds of different mechanics for your battles in an RPG. Some are more action-based, some are more whatever. But I still think with the retro games that have come back, I want a 2D RPG, especially now that we know, you know, there would be the space to do this. Because back in the day, I was like, well, that's two different video games, dude, to put on one little Super Nintendo cartridge. But now I want like a Super Nintendo 2D-style graphics RPG where when you get into battle, then it's a 2D side-to-side fighter hmm. and i don't think that that exists like yeah i i guess you're kind of you're blurring genre lines at that point kind of right yeah would be cool to mix combat systems and, you know, the story could even, yeah, you know, and you would want to sort of approach it from that RPG standpoint first, because a lot of fighting games, you know, they'll throw whatever story on Yeah, the story in fighting games is not what you're here for. <laughs> right. Well, so if you the had, story in Injustice was awesome. Okay, well. Actually, it was. There are, yeah. And that's what made Injustice good. Right. Wow. Um, I, I liked Injustice. I did, too. I, I liked two a lot more than one, but... I just it's never what I've gone into a fighting video game for. Like yeah. I pick up oh, yeah, and I'm no. like, yeah, I don't care about Jin's grandfather. Just let me punch King in the face, man. Like Yeah. I mean it, it was <laughs> like I rolled into Injustice, like they they unlock you unlock characters as you play through the story, and that was the incentive to do it. And then I was like, Oh, I'm actually enjoying the story. Yeah. I'm not just skipping out of cutscenes that I have to sit through. I'm actually like, Oh, let's see what happens. Yeah. And then I unlock Joker, and I'm like, "How is Joker winning fights? <laughs> right? He's he's terrible. His gun he's doesn't even really just a clown. Yeah. Anyway, all true, all true. But yeah, so yeah, I, I was all, and that was just sort of a thing I was into. And now all the genres have kind of mixed together anyway. So, like I said, some of this has become like, ah, there's lots of games, but I I still do think that a lot of times games adhere to certain mechanics because it's what's standard and there's like there's no reason you couldn't you know have a story-based game that's an rpg in every other way but instead of when you get into combat it's turn-based or it's an action rpg more like a kingdom hearts or whatever if it just like you just went to a screen where now your guy and especially like if the storyline you know would make sense your guy would have to be like a martial artist or or gal or, or whatever you know some kind of fighter person um and rock and roll with it or or you know or you could even do it with like a, a shooting game mechanic like uh you know you know you've got a wider world to explore but um or, or like take take rudo's idea of the the zoids earlier there's like a wider world to explore sure. and it's an rpg but then you go in and part of it is you uh, just need an instancing mechanic for the fights basically right yeah. where they happen like you're on the overworld and you're running around and doing the story. And then you get into a fight with someone and however it's set up, you can set it up like soul caliber and in a world where there's no ranged weapons and you just fight each other in the face or ranged, I imagine would be tougher. 
Sure. Um, just because generally with a system like that, you're talking about a fairly limited group sizes when it comes to enemies. So if you're talking about like an FPS, you know, you shoot three dudes and then they die and then, and then what? Like, it'd, it'd be hard to have an instance waves of enemies coming at you in that regard. But, Good point. Yeah. but yeah, certainly for, for non shooters, I, I think it would work very, very well. Yeah. I wonder what the, um, I, I wonder what the technical, like what the back end would represent, like how difficult that would be to pull off. Not well versed enough to tell you that. Yeah, because yeah, like that's why I wonder. Like maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a reason we don't see these things. That doesn't exist. <laughs> you yeah. know, it seems super unlikely that in 30 years of gaming, nobody's ever had the idea before. But you wonder if you wonder if somebody tried it once and was like, "This is a disaster," right? And they well, bailed yeah. out, and that's yeah, how yeah, Destiny yeah. got made. <laughs> that's how Destiny, because you'd have to engineer. Like the the trick is too, it'd have to be a good. 2d fighter right if you like once you got in the mechanics of that would have to be deep and complex and interesting uh especially because if you're playing an rpg you're probably playing the same person most of the time or you got ways with it but a you know a smaller cat like in any normal fighter what brings its combat variety is 15 20 different people to choose from right uh which yeah. would be i think harder to pull off in a storyline game but if the mechanics could be done i think there's a way to make something really especially now if you're like you're using the technology of the PlayStation 5 to create a game with Super Nintendo graphics that does these things. Yeah. I feel like it should be feasible, but I have no idea. I do wonder, like, I'm sure that it should be feasible, but, you know, what happens when you get into the really high-end players of this game, right? Because one of the big things about fighting is the a huge break point for players that really get into these things is they buy the full uh, joystick box. They have a fight box that they use. And like, would that be super clunky using that to move around in the overworld because they're trying to optimize their fighting or would there be a way to balance that? Or would you just say, Hey, look, this is the casual game where we don't want people pushing the limits of, of the combos that we put in or whatever. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to have a fully fleshed out combo system with the, the same way that most fighters are, where it's like part of the depth of a fighter is learning every single move set from yep. every character. And right. they all have, you know, 30 plus moves that you're going to try and master. You know, and some of the older fighters, it was more like 90 moves. Right. Yeah, they, they got outrageous, but right. And you're just like, how, like, why does this all, like, this is, this is too much. Yeah. And so you would have to streamline that system. And I think that that would probably take care of that competitive aspect of it. Right. Yeah. You probably wouldn't be able to do it competitively. Just as you were talking, I, I thought of something that almost certainly wouldn't be feasible, but it's the same idea, but in an MMO. Where PvP isn't your 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 normal stuff, but instead you enter. It's like okay, you've got your stuff, I've got my stuff, and then you enter into a two D one on one fighting game in your MMO world. I like yeah. the idea of mixing combat systems, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, you can. It's it's stuck with how do you mix it effectively, right? Because you can have multiplayer fighting games where they just you know you 
you hit the find match button and and you match whoever that's fine yeah. but how do you put that in an mmo world that is intriguing that would actually draw you in and have multiplayer uses beyond just oh fight each other right right but hey if you know how to uh mix those genres go make a billion dollars yeah <laughs> yeah right one of these days when we've got enough money to make our game Say, all right, oh my god, dude. Our, our we make, giant world. Uh, when we make the DNVR game, mm. yeah, <laughs> we are gonna what? have the most contentious meeting ever. <laughs> People gonna throw down. <laughs> well, because it's like you know, Brandon would be in there, and like you know, that we're all like such different style of gamers, yeah, that it's like, I want this, no, I want that. And we end we're up gonna, with we're gonna, broken ammo. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end up with the most convoluted piece of garbage ever, and we're gonna be so proud of it. IGN says the DNVR game is the most convoluted mess in the history of video gaming. One point five out of ten. Yeah, it's it's like they had too many ideas yeah. <laughs> and couldn't decide what they wanted to do, and we're like, yup, 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 yup. That's that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I look forward to I look forward to the DNVR game. That'll be the time. day. Yeah. You could we could do it like uh did you guys ever play like papers please? Yeah. No. You could do it you could do it kind of like that, like except with sports stories. It's just someone actually like editing sports stories and they yeah. have to like get the correct editing or they fail. <laughs> or they have to like they have to like these are the stories, these are the stories in, in the sports world. These are the ones that have to go like they have to order them properly. Right, like, like you've got to you've got to figure it out like how to build your audience properly. And they'll and like try to they try to sneak stuff in there like a wrong score on a game or something on you. Right, you've got to you've got to actually do your homework. You got to make sure that you're up on the deets. Wildcard, you've been tagged in this tweet. Do you respond to it? <laughs> wild no around you is burning and everybody wants to talk politics do you get sucked in rule one never tweet uh, yeah. all right cool well that was fun uh if anyone out there has more stuff that they want to hear about or or their own ideas of games they'd like to see games they've always wanted to see hit us up let us know uh final thoughts rudo aj uh, there's so many cool video games left to be made. Where are they? Yeah. It's funny. Every time I hear, you know, somebody complaining about the lack of creativity in Hollywood or in video gaming or whatever, I, I just, I tend to think back on the audience. You want those kinds of games? Demand them and then buy them. You want those kinds of movies? Demand them and then go see them. Well, and that was a big reason why it was like, look, I may not particularly enjoy some of these Marvel movies, but I'm going to go to them in the theater to send the message that I want more of this. Yeah. Keep, keep making these, keep doing this. Vote with your wallet. Yeah. This speaks to me. This is what I want. So not waiting for it to come out on DVD or any of that. I want to go see this in a theater. So I would go, you know, I would, I would go see movies, those movies two or three times in theaters, even if I didn't love them. All right. Well, except Thor two, that movie sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Dark world, baby. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening in to this episode. Make sure you're following on all the social media. Make sure you've got WGT downloaded from dnvrgolf.com on your 
phone or a laptop. Uh, keep drinking that Breck brew. Stay manscaped and, <laughs> or get manscaped. And just thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. For Rudo and AJ, I've been Drew Creaseman. You've been awesome, and we will see you next time.